Before we get started in this week's episode, I want to remind you to head over to youtube.com slash egofitness or just type in Robert Ego Anthony on his search bar and hit subscribe. I give you a new independent wrestling style vlog every single Monday. And while you're here, hit subscribe on the podcast, Potting with Ego. It helps boost numbers and gets the pod out to a lot of people that might not know it's there. Finally, the sponsor of the With Ego series, it is Good Note Clothing. That's Good Note CO, all one word over on Instagram. Go to them for all of your custom tie-dye clothing needs from hoodies, shirts, shorts, long comfy pants, everything you need when you're traveling on the road or just cuddling up with your loved one on the couch. Myself, Joe, Chico, and a lot of AEW athletes all rock Good Note clothing as well as you should and use code EGO to save yourself 15%. Now, let's get into the pod. Ladies and gentlemen, Robert Anthony, Ecodisco Fantasco in some circles, flying solo today. No guest today, but it's me and it's you and it's Friday, two nights before Christmas if you're listening to this on time, December 23rd. And here we are. I didn't want to pull anyone away on the week of Christmas and bug the people that I know to do a weird podcast interview, but I also don't want to miss any weeks, right? Um, I've never, in the time that I've done the YouTube and then now with the vlog, sometimes I'll miss a YouTube content day, a Monday, because I want to give you quality, right? Uh, But I've never missed a podcast Friday. And I'm not going to start now. Um, I feel the podcast thing is something that I'm super passionate about. It's something that I enjoy doing. And, I, and I'm and i truly humbled by everyone that sends me DMs telling me how much they enjoy this. Um, roughly six months ago, I decided I was going to get into the YouTube and, and podcast space um, out of fun. Because I wanted to tell the stories of my friends. I wanted to talk with my friends and preserve this little legacy for when I get older, right? Maybe my kids, when I'm long and gone, they could go through all these episodes and just listen to what was going on in my life then and hear my voice and um, understand why their dad did this weird thing called pro wrestling where we fall down and get back up and then we're friends later on in the back, right? So I, I got into it for those reasons and now it's turned into this amazing community that I have started of you and I, uh, my peers, fans, people I've never met before, everyone just enjoying this little bubble of existence that I am putting out there to the world. And it means, and and I said it before, but it means the world to me when people reach out and tell me how much they enjoy this and, and, and they enjoy putting it on in the background while they're doing work or, or anything like that. So that's kind of what today is going to be about. We're going to talk uh, news. We're going to talk gossip. We're going to talk all things professional wrestling uh, that I've heard in the last couple of days. But this opening little thing is a thank you, right? 
we're getting to the end of the year and there's a lot of things that I'm thankful for. And number one is this, it's, it's this community that I'm building. It's you that listen to it because, uh, when I check the analytics of how many people listen to this podcast, it blows my mind. Um, more of you listen to the podcast than you watch YouTube stuff. Uh, so that what. uh, since I started this, I never took a week off of something, right? I might have missed a YouTube thing here and there because uh, I want to give out the best quality, right? But thousands of people listen to the podcast. And even if it's a solo like this, I'm not going to miss. I'm not going to mess that up because uh, this is my passion is is talking to you. And I feel I'm really good at it, right? So when, when I get some of my friends to do these little interviews – um, and the people that I, that, that I feel are interesting, it's a new side of me because I feel I'm really good in the ring right now at 40 years old. I feel I'm in my prime, which we're going to get to in a little bit. I'm gonna do some spoiler alerts. Be ready for that. I'm gonna tell you some 2023 spoilers in a little bit. Um, but I feel that I'm in my prime wrestling wise, but I also found out that I'm really good at this interview thing and this in this podcast stuff and to make stories come to life um, just by hearing me speak them, right? I feel you could paint those pictures in your head. You know, like when me and Joe go to somewhere on the road and we walk in and Joe wants cookies and I call him a fat fuck. Well, you could have visualized me calling Joe a fat fuck before for eating cookies. I'm sorry, Joe, you're probably not listening, but I'm going to bury you for eating too many damn cookies. You're a signed talent now. Uh, get on the ball. But I feel that um, I'm good at that. I'm good at articulating my words. I'm good at keeping people engaged and stuff like that. And, and all of you reaching out really helps me be motivated. And um, I enjoy it. I enjoy it a lot. And that's why I'm not going to miss. So as we're a couple days removed from Christmas, I just want to thank everyone for being on this journey, supporting it. And the one thing you guys are not doing is leaving reviews. And I believe the reviews help push this out on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So it shows up in a lot of the wrestling when people search wrestling stuff, like this will show up there. And, and I feel that the more that we kind of do that review thing, um, the more people will find it and see it. And we can make this even a little bit bigger because I think a dream of mine in the next couple of years is to do a live show. Um, Conrad, uh, does the live shows. Uh, um, man, I was going to say their WWE names. Why is it drawing a blank? Uh, Kurt Hawkins and, um, is it Brian Myers? I mean, sorry. Brian Myers and Matt Cardona, they do their live shows for their toy podcast. I would love, love to do a Potting with Eagle live and have a lot of the people that I know come out and and do one of these things, right? So in the next couple of years, I would love to have that be a thing, you know? Because when I check the analytics, it's like there's a lot of people listening, but you guys are all spread out and from region, if that's even a real thing, the way it tells me, but... It's something I would love to do, and in order to do that, we got to make this a little bit bigger, so that way um, it's fun, right? You know, it is what it is, but yeah, thank everyone, and it's a solo podcast today, so hopefully you're entertained, and thank you. Thank you very much. So let's get into some gossip. All right, here is 
the news and gossip that you're getting on the podcast first. And I don't know if I'll get in trouble for leaking this. Um, how many weeks are we removed? Let me check my calendar. Uh, but I'm going to leak a um, my first matchup. Oh, man, we're only like two weeks away. If they don't announce it within the next couple of days, that's on them. But you're going to hear it first here on the podcast. My 2023 is looking really, really fun, right? I have... Um, I'm going to Mexico City in March. I'm going to Mexico City in March. We're doing a joint show with the NWA and AAA. So the um, this isn't the breaking news, but I'm telling you how fun my 2023 is going to be. Um, the NWA is running a joint show with AAA at a Smashing Pumpkins concert. And the arena is... It holds like 50,000 people. It's an outdoor thing. So I don't know what the setup is going to look like, but potentially, right, we're going to wrestle in front of over 10,000 people, depending on who, where the ring is set up and who actually stays to watch the AAA NWA feud. But that's my March. But in two weeks, January 7th, 2023, my first match of the year will be for GCW. At Talia Hall versus someone that I'm very intrigued by. This is the first time this type of matchup, or second time this matchup has ever been in my life in 22 years. Uh, an intergender match between Robert Anthony and Sawyer Wreck. Um, I feel that when this gets announced publicly, there will be a lot of buzz to it. The... I said this is the second time this has ever happened in my career because the first time I've ever had an intergender match was with, was with Kylie Ray, And that match has over 8 million views on YouTube, and which I feel is the greatest independent wrestling intergender match of all time. The story that we told, the way that I structured that match and set that up, didn't, didn't tell the normal back-and-forth story. I made her work for everything. And I'm very proud of that match. And I always told myself, well, I said it out loud, that I would never wrestle another girl in a singles match ever again because I didn't think anyone could hold up to Kylie Ray. That match, you know, um, that I did with Kylie Ray or herself because I held that in such high regard in my life until now. When the opportunity was presented to me of myself and Sawyer Wreck, I was instantly intrigued. Normally, I would have just said no if it was any other uh, uh, female wrestler. But when I was told you and Sawyer Wreck, um, I was intrigued because I've seen Sawyer's work in the deathmatch scene. She's tall. She's big. She's She could take a beating. She takes needles to the face, gusset plates to the side of the head. So this is going to be a matchup that I feel is going to have a lot of people's attention as well as my creativity behind it. Um, I'm really excited for this. And when I get excited for a match that's weeks out, you know it's going to be special. Um, at 40 years old, I feel my mind is sharp when it comes to storytelling when it comes to getting emotions out of the fans, I just got to have that dance partner that sees that same vision, right? Like when my match with Calvin Tankman for freelance wrestling, uh, 
he beat me before the bell rang, and then I got squashed. And it was a it was a formula that not many people um, understood. It was a formula that was never done before, and a lot of people questioned me on it. And I said, "This will work," and I knew. 15 seconds after I did what I did with Tankman, I remember looking out into the crowd and, and I said out loud, I said, I'm a genius because <laughs> people were, were, were biting on it. But that's Joe. I'm sorry. I'm burying the business. I'm, I'm giving away too much. Joe, Joe hates when I say too much. Uh, but, um, I have that same feeling, those same tingles, the anticipation to this match with Sawyer wreck than I did with any other match. And I feel it's going to be exciting. Um, selfishly, this could be my my second chance. My not my second chance. My second wind on the independence if I do well. The GCW fan base, the people that follow GCW, are whether you know it or not, you can make someone's career, and you could give someone a second life. In independent professional wrestling, um, look at PCO, right? When he came into GCW, he was doing a little whatever, but that GCW fan base got behind him so much. He did so well in his debut that he got signed to Ring of Honor, and and, and he went on to be PCO, right? Um, uh, Ricky Morton, you know, when Ricky Morton came out to GCW, he got that second life. Uh, Matt Cardona, when he wrestled Nick Gage at GCW, uh, that changed his career, the independent wrestling career. And I feel this can do the same thing for me, and it all rests on my shoulders. I have to perform. I have to show up that day, and I have to be the best Robert Anthony possible. They asked if they could have Egotisco Fantasco, and I told Lauderdale that Egotisco Fantasco is dead. Um... I, I don't enjoy playing Egotisco Fantasco any, anymore. I It's a different mindset. And my mind is fully invested in Robert Anthony. When, I, when I'm Egotisco Fantastico, it's hard to explain. It's putting on a mask, wrestling different, your character is different. Uh, Freelance Underground wanted Egotisco Fantastico, and I said, I'm not going to put the mask on anymore, at least for the foreseeable future, uh, because I'm burnt out with it. You know what I mean? It, I can't get into that character anymore. And and when GCW asked for Egotisco Fantastico, I politely asked, can I please be Robert Anthony because the matchup that you want, Egotisco Fantastico cannot deliver in this, but Robert Anthony can. Sawyer Wreck Wrestling Egotisco Fantastico, nothing special. But Sawyer Wreck Wrestling Robert Anthony, now that's going to be something, because I'm legitimately six foot three, almost six foot four, and and Sawyer Wreck is a tall drink of water herself. Um, I recently talked to Dave Prezak, and I said, and I told him this matchup, and he was very intrigued. He's like, "Whoa, what?" I go, "Listen, I'm going to tell you something." It's going to sound really vain, and it's going to sound, um, you're not going to understand it, but if I get in the ring, and Sawyer Rekka is taller than me in the ring, I'm going to be real upset. <laughs> it's a tall man thing, right? Um, 
but uh, I, I know Soyrek is super tall, and, and I've been hearing um, I've been hearing different things on how actually how tall Sawyer is. Uh, the thing about me is I wear wrestling shoes, amateur wrestling shoes. I don't wear wrestling boots. Sometimes wrestling boots give you an extra couple inches lift, right? Well, when I'm in the ring and I'm wearing those flat flat shoes, I am legitimately six foot three, almost six foot four. If I had wrestling boots on, I'd be about. 64 almost 65 right so i know sawyer wears wrestling boots so if sawyer goes in there with three inch lifts i would be mad as hell if she's to- towering over me it is just a tall bad thing and then dave Perry's like started laughing at me when i told him this but i was like i, I have ideas i have ideas and and i know what i need to do to not only hmm how do I say this without giving away too much, right? Because Joe hates when I give away too much in the wrestling business, right? Um, but I I want to show that I can have a good match with anyone. I want to show that the matches I put on, not everyone can do because of how my brain works for professional wrestling. I believe that when I'm done in the ring, my job is an agent, and helping others. Um, that's what I truly want. I, I, I want a stable of, of wrestlers that I've helped make it, get them signed, make this their living, and where I could say those are my kids. Right Right now I have Joe Alonzo. That's it. He's the first person that I've helped from the beginning until where he is now as a signed NWA wrestler. I would love to have 10 more of Joe Alonzo's. And for no other reason than to say, I helped them understand professional wrestling so much that they got themselves a job. And I had a little bit of a hand in it, right? I feel that's my future. My future is helping others see their full potential and for them to get success and them not to lose it the way I did. Right, so that's why I'm so hard on Joe. When you hear me call Joe fat, or or I'm really mean to him, um, that's because number one, we're friends and we could talk to, talk to each other like that. But I also try to navigate him into the right direction of don't mess up, because if you mess up, you're gonna end up where I was, 27, living in your mom's basement. Don't do it, man. Be successful, and take this seriously. And I feel that's where my future lies, right? And with this match with Sawyer Wreck, it's not only going to help me do more, check off some more bucket list things um, in 2023 and before I'm retired, but it's also going to give me a new little life, hopefully get me to travel a little bit more. Uh, Since being with NWA, I've traveled a lot, and I've seen a lot of places I normally would not have seen if I haven't been with them. But there's a lot of things overseas that I want to do. Everyone here, that if you listen to this or know me in person, you know Japan is my number one. I need to go to Japan. I want to wrestle there so bad. The culture, the the whole thing about it, I just need to go. I remember uh, Joe and I were talking to Simon Diamond about this, and he tried to shit on it to me. <laughs> He's like, you don't want to go there. He tried to tell me a bunch of things that his experience. I'm like, you're not going to talk me out of this. It's still my bucket list thing. I don't care what you tell me about it, but I want to go. Um, 
knock on wood, I have an, I might have an opportunity to go to Australia in 2023. Um, it's it's going to be, hmm, how do I say this? I don't want to say it's my last year wrestling, 2023, but it definitely, I feel it's my make or break. It's the year that, this year coming up is the years that I, I need to do a lot of bucket list things because I don't know what's going to happen in 2024. I don't want to be that guy that hangs around too long, but I do want to be that guy that leaves while he's on top. So that way you don't have that awkward last match um, that you're not proud of, right? My wife and I recently got into a discussion about when is it time to give it up. And I remember telling her that no one could tell me when I'm done. She can't tell me when it, when I need to leave. Uh, Joe can't tell me. Uh, my peers can't tell me. I need to know when it's time to leave. Because if I leave because someone else told me to, then I'll never be satisfied. And then I'll end up coming back in seven years when I'm a shell of myself. Uh, not many people listening to this can relate to doing something for so long that I don't want to say because I didn't reach the level of like um, a John Moxley or or someone that made millions on TV to where this was my hundred percent career, but for a while it was my only was my career, right? And I spent half my life doing this pro wrestling thing. I can't just give it up that easily. It's 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 been with me longer than anything in my life. And if I'm going to walk away from it, I need to have peace in my mind, peace in my soul, peace in my body to say, yes, it's time to go. And the only way I feel I will be comfortable doing that is if I check off these bucket list things, right? Uh, going to Mexico, that's going to be a bucket list check off because we are 45 minutes away from the pyramids. Someone else is going to pay for me to go there. I'm going to get on a damn bus with uh, Mecca Wolf, hopefully, and we're going to go to see the pyramids. We're going to climb to the top of them, put our hand on the stone, and get all the positive energy in the world. Bucket list checked off. I wrestled in Mexico City. Um, hopefully, I go to Australia. Bucket list checked off there. Oh, man. Uh, I just messaged Felix from WXW. Me and him have a good relationship. I was supposed to go there uh, to WXW in Germany when I was Robert Anthony and CCW when I was champ. But that got all messed up. But hopefully I could go to Germany. And I'll never be able to say I'm done with pro wrestling until I wrestle in Japan. Um, me buying my own ticket and flying there as a, as a tourist... Hoping to get on an indie show doesn't doesn't check that bucket list off. I need a company to believe in me. I need a company to say, we want to bring you here because you add something different. And we want you to entertain the people here, right? It's got to be invited. I have to be invited. Um, I'm old school that way. I, I can't buy my way there. Um, but once I, once I go to Japan and I check that off, there's not much more that I need to do. I have an action figure. I've wrestled in every arena in Chicago, which means something to me. Um, I've wrestled on TV. I have, I'm the only, I'm looking right now at the best of AEW Dark Volume 1. I'm the only non-signed talent on that DVD. Every talent on that DVD 
has a contract or had a contract at one point. And I'm very proud of that. Um, you know, it, it's a lot. And it means a lot to me. You know, the things AEW has allowed me to do, uh, checked off a lot of bucket list things for myself. They allowed my family to be able to see me wrestle this this year against um, Lee Moriarty. And they just, it, it, it's a well, more welcoming environment than anywhere I've ever been as a quote-unquote extra talent. And, and I appreciate that thing very much. But like I said, whew. Don't mean to get heavy. I want everything to say positive today, but um, that's a lot of what's going on. In, you know, at the end of 2022 is is a lot of things in my in front of me. A lot of doors that are cracked open that are just waiting for me to walk through or prove myself to walk through them. And hopefully, you're here for the ride and and you're gonna enjoy it. Um, now, I said that uh, spoilers, right? So number one. Uh, Mexico City is a spoiler, even though I tweeted about it a couple days ago. But now you know it's a joint show, AAA and NWA. Uh, January 7th, Talia Hall, Chicago, Illinois, myself and Sawyer Wreck. 100% spoiler. The graphic has not come out yet. Uh, Lauderdale sent it to me, um, and, and I'm very grateful for that. Uh, when Lauderdale gave me the 2 a.m. yo text, I knew it was going to be something fun. And, um, and, and I thank him for trusting me with potentially their top star right now you know Sawyer's super popular and um I'm gonna do my best to to do something different and and get get the kid over and and myself as well but um it's not there yet but it looks like Australia in the spring hopefully and then wherever we go from there uh there is one other thing that I have in the works that is a lot of years in the making that I am not going to spoil. That one is going to be, once that happens, there will be a surprise podcast afterwards talking about everything that took to set that up. Um, so I do have some fun things in 2023 and uh, a lot of a lot of rights that need to be wronged. I get, and I'll leave it at that. So a lot of fun stuff is going to happen in 2023, and and I hopefully all of you enjoy it <laughs> coming along with me. But um, yeah, yeah, that's my my look into the future. But what can I say? We just had an awesome freelance wrestling the last couple weeks. Um, a couple weeks ago, uh, I partially separated my shoulder, and I wasn't too happy about it wasn't too happy i wrestled mysterious q and mysterious q gave me a body slam and as i was up selling and i was turned to the side i took my eye eye off my opponent which you should never do keep your eye on your opponent so you know what they're doing q took off did a jumping elbow as q hit me with the elbow my whole body shifted into the mat and it wasn't the side of the body he elbowed me on it was the other side. The force of his body on my body, squishing myself, um, partially separated my left shoulder. Uh, so he dropped the elbow on the right, partially separated my left. Um, when this comes out, I'm going to put the uh, clip of him dropping the elbow on me thanks to the Wrestling With Unicorns. They sent it to me. And you can see how violent that was. Um, 
a friend of mine who was uh, who was a head athletic trainer at a college, top college, um, was able to watch that video and tell me exactly what was wrong with me uh, because I was going to go to the emergency immediate care Saturday, the night, the day after freelance to get it checked out because I could barely raise my arm. If I reached out to grab something, I couldn't put any weight on it, and I was very worried about it. And I and I knew my shoulder was messed up. I knew it wasn't my muscle because I could squeeze all the muscles in my shoulder and, and nothing hurt. I knew it was something with a bone or a tendon, which I was freaking freaking out about. So I was able to send him that video and a couple videos and, and photos of myself, what was hurting or whatever. And he said that the force to where he landed on me and the way my body shifted, the way your body goes is that when all that weight is put into one spot and as you crush against something like stationary like the rings i was laying on the ground they said your clavicle or your collarbone is the first thing that breaks and if that doesn't break it goes the ac joint which separates your shoulder and he said because i'm so built that when that guy crushed me my collarbone didn't snap which i was shocked about and my ac joint only partially separated so if you take your fingers right now and put it on your collarbone and you follow it up to your shoulder it should go straight and curve up a little bit where it connects to a bone at the top of your deltoid top of your shoulder where your trap is that bone is where all the ligaments and the joints are and mine on my left shoulder is a little bit raised and he says when you separate that shoulder, that raises up a lot, right? Where you have to get surgery and blah, 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 blah. But because mine's only a partial separation, I only have a little bit of a raise, and it's rarely tender and it hurts. Uh, but it's getting better each day. But he told me that I that will never go down. So for the rest of my life, if you look where my trap meets the top of my shoulder, like if you kind of draw a line, if you bring it from your ear down, and from your collarbone across, when those two fingers meet, where that bone is on the top of your delt, mine will always be raised up forever uh, because of the partial separation. So I told him, I go, listen, I'm a gym guy, and, and I, I don't believe in taking pain pills, anti-inflammatories, pills, or whatever, blah, blah, blah. I believe the gym heals all. This happened on Friday. We're talking the next day. I go, I'm going to the gym today. And I believe me stretching and blah, blah, blah is going to fix it. And he kind of partially agreed with me. He said, listen, go to the gym. But if you're doing something and it hurts your shoulder, stop doing that and do something else. Because it's just going to prolong the, the, the pain of it, right? So it's like, okay. So I go to the gym and I do bicep and tricep exercises with no pain in my shoulder. Because I didn't have to lift my arm over my head. Because at this point, if I like went to go do an uppercut, my hand would only go as high as my forehead and my arm would get stuck. I couldn't reach my hand up over my head. And I was just doing bicep and tricep. And if I brought my arm to the side, like if I flapped my arms like a bird, that was fine too. It was just going up was an issue, right? Because that's where the AC joint and a lot of the ligaments were were swollen and, and, and damaged. So I ended up just stretching a lot after the bicep and tricep, bringing it up as high as I can without it hurting uh, after that workout and doing a lot of movement until the next day, which I felt 70% better. I was able to raise my hand over my head. 
And I called, I called my guy and I said, here's the progress. And he said, you're lucky. He goes, you're really lucky because if you weren't that built, you'd be, you'd be screwed. So as I recover from this, am recovering from this, I got to be ready in the next couple of weeks, <laughs> but I've been going to the gym every day. I haven't taken a day off the gym except for, uh, this happened on Friday. I went to the gym Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday off. Cause I coached my son's basketball team. And then, uh, Wednesday, Thursday, all still went to the gym and I'll go tomorrow morning as well. But I believe the gym is the biggest medicine when you're hurt. You know what I mean? As long as it's not like a broken bone or something where you had to have surgery on. Um, if you stretch, if you really put in the education part of it, of how your body moves and, and, and not overdoing it, um, I think you'll be all right. Uh, there's a, is that a ladybug? There's a ladybug in my basement flying around by the light. Damn it. <laughs> but it totally lost my train of thought. But yeah, if you get a lot of movement in, I feel that you'll heal quicker. Um, more so if you did pills or anything like that. Um, my wife got mad at me because she's like, mm. she's like, why don't you lay down? Why don't you relax? And I was like, I'm not going to lay down and relax. This is going to make me feel sorry for myself. It's not going to heal anything. And then when I, that next day after I did that first workout and I can move my arm better, I was like, gym heals all the gym heals all. So I know my body better than anyone else. I I no, I'm not gonna lie. I, I thought I was screwed on Saturday. Saturday morning, I was really afraid. I, I did go to an immediate care. I was gonna get an X-rays and things like that. But lucky I didn't have to pay that bill. And I talked to my guy beforehand, but it had me worried. I was really worried, and I'm gonna put that um, that video over on Twitter and Instagram. My man, I gotta do something better about my <laughs> my. Social handles, whatever. Uh, Twitter, I know, is EGOS1313. And Instagram is EGOS13. Egos13. Um, those were my gamer tags back in the day. That's why I made them my, my Twitter handles. But that's a story for another day. But, yeah, so I'll put the video up on, on online today. This will release at midnight. Everyone starts listening to the podcast around noonish, right? So that's when I'll put the... I'll put the tag up there and with the podcast link to show what we're talking about. But, you know, that's what happened to me the last couple of days. Partial separated shoulder, uh, but I have a lot to do. I think I'll be okay. I'm going to put a lot of um, tomorrow morning. I'm going to do chest. I'm going to I'm gonna kind of push myself and do pretty heavy weight um, for chest day tomorrow. So hopefully that will not backfire. And I don't do a podcast saying I'm still injured. <laughs> But that's nonetheless. But yeah, man. Um, if you guys get to check it, check it a second. Uh, check out that freelance show. Uh, Brian Keith and Speedball Mike Bailey had a amazing main event match. I um, I was blown away on how good that match was, and it was the first time that a non lucha match at the Logan Square Auditorium had people throw money in the ring, and those two had. Um, Logan Square throwing money into the ring at the end of that match because of how appreciative they were at the hard work they put in. Um, that match stole the show. That match was one of the best indep independent professional wrestling matches I've seen live in a very long time. Uh, I put it up there with Punk Cabana 2. And 
It's not better than Punk Cabana 2, but it's up there, man. It's like, it's top five. You know, I talked to somebody and I said, you could find flaws in every match, right? And if I go back to watch Brian Keith and Speedball Mike Bailey, I could find the flaws and things they could have did to make that match perfect. But that match was really good. It was really good. And, and if you try to nitpick it, that's what you're doing. You're nitpicking. Um, could every match be better? Absolutely. Could um, Flair versus HBK, the real retirement match, be better if you like really sat down and nitpicked it? Sure. But when something's perfect and it and it was an emotional roller coaster and it was an amazing match to see live, man, it, it was something else. And and I haven't gotten the chance to watch it back again, which I will do. Um, on IWTV because I want to check out if it came off on camera the way it was perceived live. And if it if the camera doesn't do that match justice, I'm going to be really upset because it was amazing. It was an amazing main event. It was an amazing match. Those two guys worked their asses off. I didn't I knew who Speedball Mike Bailey was before he showed up to freelance. Um but I never took a moment to really sit down and watch any of his matches. I knew that um, he was his history was he was sneaking into the United States when he was younger to work, got caught, and then banned from working in the United States for what, like five, five years, five, six years. And that when that ban was finally lifted, now he's rocking and rolling and, and he's like on he's the five years that we lost him, the the American crowd lost him, uh, could have probably changed his career because of how good I think he is now. But I think he's on his way to do some amazing things because I'm telling you right now, go out of your way to watch that match. I'm going to go out of my way to watch it for a second time. That freelance wrestling card was, or that main event was really good. It was really, really good. And... Uh, we're only going uphill with freelance um, going into 2023. Um, you guys want another spoiler alert? Do you want another one? I want to give it to you. I'm going to do it. And you know who's going to be mad at me? Freelance management's going to be mad at me because <laughs> um, when you when it's just me and you talking, I have no filter and I have no one here to tell me, "Hey, Robert, maybe you shouldn't do this," but I'm going to do it anyway because I know it's signed and I know it's ready to go. My match. For oh, freelance is on a Saturday in January, so my January is gonna be pretty amazing. Um, January 7th, Sawyer Wreck, then Jan, then the next week, January 14th, myself, Robert Ego Anthony, no manager against Ricky Morton at Freelance Wrestling Logan Square Auditorium. I am beyond hyped to wrestle Ricky Morton in a singles match. Um, When I won the freelance title, I made a list. And I was half-assed joking about this list uh, with freelance management, James. And I said, hey, um, here's a list of people I would love to defend the title against and tell stories with. And James, to his credit, made almost every single name on that list come true. And... 
I was super appreciative of if Ricky Morton was on that list. On that list was a lot of people. Um, the only one that's the ones that haven't come true was August Matthews. And um, I was supposed to wrestle August Matthews uh, at the last freelance show, but I don't know why I got switched to me and Mysterious Q, but I was supposed to wrestle August Matthews, so I would have got checked off of that because I really like August, and I feel he has a lot of potential. He's got a, he's going to be... He's going to be a big player uh, once he gets uh, some more experience under his wings. But uh, August Matthews was one on my list that didn't come true, and the second one was Dave Batista. <laughs> but I put a lot of crazy names on there. Like I put Chico on there, and they allowed me to wrestle Chico for the freelance title. I put um, pretty much everyone I wrestled, Brian Keith, all those guys. Uh, they were all on that list, and um, Ricky Morton. Ricky Morton was one that I said it's doable. I don't know if you guys want to do it. Please, I would love to wrestle him if it if it could happen. Oh, Cabana was also on there, and um, Cabana hurt got hurt. Uh, we had a death in our family, so then that match got canceled. But uh, freelance management James, man, he tried to make all my dream matches come true while I did this freelance title run. I'm super appreciative, and it's going to come to a head with uh, myself and. Rock and Roll Express, Ricky Morton, uh, January 14th. I know James is listening to this. He is pissed <laughs> that I am spoiling this early. But uh, it just gives you guys some little excitement to listen to. Um, I, As much as I'm excited for Surya Rec, I'm equally excited for Ricky Morton. My 2023... I said this on Twitter, is going to be my second wind, my second chance in independent professional wrestling to travel again and make a new name for myself. Um, the final form of Robert Anthony wasn't the CZW champion Robert Anthony. It wasn't the whatever Robert Anthony was in freelance in the early days, and it's definitely not the Robert Anthony right now uh, in freelance, my final form is starting now and it's starting to come shape as this for black G's hates when I, when I talk about the age thing, but, um, I think it, it, it tells my story. It tells my character, a little bit of gray in the beard, still in great shape. I I'm 232 pounds right now. The heaviest I've ever weighed in a good way. Uh, my body feels great. I look great. Um, my body's just dysmorphia isn't messing with my head right now. When I wake up in the morning, and I have a routine, right? I wake up, go to the bathroom, wash my head, because I wash my whole head right when I wake up. Then after that, I put my contacts in and brush my teeth. But after I put my contacts in, I look at myself in the mirror, and normally I look at myself and see a, a skinny piece of shit. Now I look at myself and I say, you look great. Your shoulders are broader. Your chest is taken up good shape. Your arms look great. I feel great mentally, physically, all that kind of stuff. So the... The 2023 40-year-old Robert Anthony is um, is going to kill it. And when I wrestle Ricky Morton, I'm telling you guys right now, on paper, some fans are going to see Robert Anthony versus a 70-year-old Ricky Morton. What the hell is this? But if I get my way and this turns into what my vision is protruding out of my brain... This is going to be one of the greatest matches I've ever had in my career because the creativity in my mind to wrestle a 70-year-old man that can go, 
Simon Diamond listens to this, and when he hates when you say. <laughs> so I tell Simon Diamond when I pitch Simon Diamond to, uh, Joe Alonzo to Simon Diamond at NWA, I said, "Yo, you got to look at my kid. He's pretty good. He could go." He goes, "Where can he go? He could go fucking home." <laughs> he, he hates the term when you say wrestlers can go. He said it doesn't mean anything. Where they could go? They could go fucking home. He also hates when you say strikes instead of like punches and stuff like that. He's like, "What are we playing baseball?" Two balls and a strike. He hates that as well. But uh, I digress. When you see Robert Anthony versus a seven-year-old Ricky Morton that could fucking go, you're going to get something that I'm going to be able to put on my resume forever and say I'm very, 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 very proud of this match because it's going to be different. It's going to be different. It's going to be fun. It's going to be exciting. And, and I hopefully we get the emotion that I want out of that Logan Square Auditorium crowd. And I, I got goosebumps right now thinking about it. And, and, and that's where I'm at in my career. That's the, the, the current state of who Robert Anthony is right now. He's, he's an angry 40-year-old veteran that's tired of wrestling these kids. And he's trying to make an example and a legacy of one that was taken away from him 15 years ago by the WWE and and he's trying to prove everyone wrong and he's trying to do it through violence through anger through embarrassment through not showing his emotion through being a chicken shit all that kind of stuff right so when when I pitch Robert Anthony to different people they say who is he what is he not he's not a good guy he doesn't play by the rules he's not happy he's angry he's angry at this new generation. He's angry at everyone that thinks that just because they're uh, over with the wrestling with unicorn gifs or they could do a double backflip or a standing shooting star press twist, that they're better than me? They're better than 22 years of surviving the waters of scumbag promoters and flash-in-the-pan talent? There's one constant. Now I'm cutting a promo for you guys. There's one constant in this business that's longevity. And I dare you to find someone that has been doing it as long as I have with no breaks. No losing the smile. No saying I quit and I come back. But staying in shape all year round. And figuring out a way to reinvent himself and still stay relevant. That's Robert Anthony. That's the one you're going to see in 2023. <laughs> I, I just cut a fucking promo on you guys. I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm into it, right? So my January is looking amazing. Uh, February is going to look fun. And then when we get to March, when we get to March and we start traveling to AAA, and then we get to spring and hopefully we go to Australia in the spring, uh, the world tour begins, man. World tour begins. Felix, WXW, baby, let's go to Germany, and then uh, we'll find we'll we'll squeak, squeak our way in Japan as we as we go along. But um, that's what I got for you guys today. But don't hit don't hit stop because I do want to talk to you. I do want to talk to you on a personal level, and I do want to talk to you guys and girls and and everyone in between about something that's near and dear to my heart, and that's you. Thank you, thank you for supporting this. Thank you for listening to this. Thank you for sending me all the DMs and tell me how much um, these conversations mean to you. 
because I'm living proof that your story isn't over till you quit. And if you don't quit and you bust your ass and you're you're good to the people on the way up, they're going to be there for you on the way down to help you get that second chance or get that second opportunity. And that's what I have. I'm on my second chance. I'm on my second opportunity. And I'm still around after 22 years. So thank you for being a part of this. And thank you for being a part of whatever happens here in the future. Um, I'm signing the contract for the summer baseball shows. So I will be promoting professional wrestling again. I already signed it um, for the Windy City Thunderbolts. So Ego Pro Wrestling is officially born um, for those baseball shows. Also, I am working on a deal to run shows outside of that um, to give a lot of new talent some exposure and run something that is a little bit of an alternative to the Midwest wrestling scene when it comes to talent, matchups, and just overall fun. And, and I hope the way that you support the podcast and the YouTube uh, channel, that you support that journey as well if you are local or in town. Uh, but that announcement will be for another day. I'm still waiting on a few things to make that a reality um, because I have high expectations for that. I just don't want to throw together some show and be another random indie. Um, I wanted to make it a place where young talent can get themselves ready to go somewhere else and and really showcase themselves but as we get ready to sign off it is hopefully everyone here is a great holiday you spend it with the loved ones um i'm gonna do that with mine as well uh, spoiler alert got my kid an oculus he's been asking for a uh, vr headset uh for like a year and a half and i finally decided that this is the year he's i guess he could handle it i guess i didn't think a six-year-old can handle an oculus but nonetheless here we go so we'll he'll have a good christmas but i hope everyone here has a great christmas spend it with the ones that you love and if you listen to this on your long travels hopefully you get there safe and um we'll talk to you next week because i have a fun idea for a new year's vlog new year's vlog uh a new year's podcast and just a recap of the year and We'll see how that goes. So everyone have a great Friday. Everyone have a great Christmas. And I will see you on the next one. Have a good one, everyone.